You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I'm your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here. Still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, please get off Dilly Welfare and join Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show for as little as 5, 10, 15 bucks a month, whatever you got. Uh, you can help support this show and keep it on the air. And it's, uh, you know, it's easy peasy to do. And if you think you're subscribed, head on over to Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show and confirm it. Because a lot of times the shit, uh, they will unsubscribe you. And if you love the show, you want to download it, you want to listen to your podcast version of The Dilly Show, you can now do so courtesy of our good friend, magical producer Trevor. You just go to bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. And you guys can download it today. Good morning, September 12th, 2023. It's a Tuesday. Um, I'm feeling a lot better today. Thank you for asking. I'm sure you were worried. No, but seriously, I do feel a little bit better. Still <coughs> slightly short of breath, but not as bad. We're working through it. I've got solutions uh, that I'm working on, and uh, we're making some progress. Making some progress. Also, I noticed Twitter didn't want to broadcast the show this morning, and I had to restart the stream, and uh, I think it's working now. So I think the Twitter should be working now but it wasn't at first really annoying it like started and then it stopped and then it was like okay now i think it's working so yeah it's it's up now but it didn't before it was it was being a it was being a bitch you know what i'm saying it was being a little bitch so i think we're good now and uh yep i see myself so we should be we should be pretty good we, we should be okay here i don't think it's working the best out of all the streams not that it really matters. I don't really care. But yeah, it's up now. It should be up now. So there you go. All right. Um, well, weird day. Weird day yesterday, September 11th. Never uh, an, e <coughs> an easy day. Uh, can you, a little bit emotional, a little bit heavy. And it also was weird because Josh was laid to rest yesterday. Shout out to all of the Dilly 300 who sent uh, well wishes and flowers and trees and money and everything else god bless you guys appreciate you doing that um but i also you know i think i have peace with him uh with dirty truth being laid to his final resting spot and uh being with the lord so now that uh that that joshi's been laid to rest and september 11th has passed it is september 12th and i'm definitely feeling much much better um Shout out to Little Memes for the absolutely incredible opener. You love that shit. Yeah, I love a good retribution meme. I'll play those all show long. Especially what we're finding out today. God, it's all bullshit. Everything's fucking bullshit. It's been fucking bullshit. But it is at a level of bullshit that even you and I probably underestimated. Joe Biden <coughs> releasing five billion, no, six billion dollars in Iranian funds back to the fucking uh, mullahs who hate America in exchange for five hostages. 
on September 11th. I mean, they fucking hate you. They fucking hate you. They fucking hate me. And uh, and it's never been more obvious. It's right in your face. It's so aggressively in your face. You always can tell when they're money laundering. You can tell when they're hurting on funds because they end up giving away your cash or money we've collected. Got a bunch of you fucking uh, uppity cunts want to slide in my uh, mentions. Jesus Christ, you guys be obtuse just because you want to be right on the internet. How fucking faggoty do you have to be? If I hear one more fucking person tell me, well, Dilly, it wasn't our six billion. It was technically their money. I swear to fucking God, I'm blocking the next one of you uppity cunts that wants to try and correct me. All right, follow the bouncing ball, motherfucker. If I see $6 billion and I leave it in one account or I fucking transfer it to my account, who controls that money? I do. And who do I work for? The fucking U.S. citizens, the taxpayer. So don't fucking tell me that we didn't give our money back to Iran. Shut the fuck up. If we stopped them from having the money and we held the money, it was our fucking money. So don't tell me that shit. I had so many fucking retards slide in my mention. I, oh, well, gosh, technically. It's like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You're what's wrong with this fucking country. Like, you want to split hairs and be obtuse over stupid shit because nobody in your fucking home life tells you you're smart. So you get on the internet trying to be like, oh, I made a fucking point. Shut the fuck up. All right? Nobody wants to validate you here either. You're just being obtuse and annoying as fuck, okay? I fucking had like four people out. Oh, I just wanted to make sure I clear this up. And I'm like, I just want to make sure you never see my content again, you annoying fuck. And you do it to everybody. They're like, well, that they're going, like, dude, you're useless. Shut up. If we seize money from Iran and Iran can't access the funds and the people who do the seizing work for us, it's our fucking money, okay? Iran wasn't going to do shit if we had taken the six billy and transferred it back to the United States. They couldn't have done shit. So don't fucking tell me. Plus, why are you caping for the government, you fucking idiots? Jesus Christ. I've never seen anybody like conservatives take the position of defending their enemy the way Republicans do. All the fucking time. Like, oh, well, we just don't want to be like them. <laughs> what, a winner? Fuck. Anyway. Anyway, so there's that. Okay, so there's that. So... We're going to talk about it because Joe did it to piss everybody off. Also, the CIA are still cunts and they gave away, uh, they gave money to analysts that went along with the lie about the Wuhan laboratory to try and convince Americans it had nothing to do with that. So yeah, the CIA are still a bunch of cunts who uh, don't work for you. They don't work for me. They don't even really work for our government. The CIA works for themselves um, as far as I can tell. And it is super awkward. I, I can't, I don't know where they're, I don't know where they fucking recruit from. Like, who is still taking these jobs? Do you know what kind of a weak fucking bitch you have to be to go work for the CIA or the FBI in 2023? You're like, oh, it's always been my dream. It's always been your dream to betray your country by working for a rogue fucking intelligence organization that's been overthrowing governments around the globe for fucking decades. Fuck you. Fuck you and your stupid dream. You're a fucking idiot. Anyway, sorry, I just, I'm on one today. I told you guys, it's been all pent up. It's been all pent up and now I feel better and now I have to fucking tell you guys. I can't stand it. I fucking can't stand that shit. All of you CIA, FBI cunts with the same stupid fucking haircut and the same khaki fucking pants 
walking around smelling your own farts, thinking you're important because you get to go play fucking spy every day while actually destroying real lives. I hate you people. Um, and I'm talking about the rank and file. I don't even care about the senior people. I, I want you to understand something. I fucking hate the front desk lady. The first bitch I walk in and see at fucking Langley, I hate you. Same thing with the FBI. I walk in, I see you, our eyes lock. You say, hi, I'm Teresa, and I work here at the FBI as a front desk girl. And I say, I fucking hate you. Just want you to know that. And I walk back out, okay? So I'm not, this is not an attack on just senior brass. I fucking, if you're a janitor at the FBI, I fucking hate you too. Fuck you. Why are you at the FBI cleaning shit up? Huh? I don't think you quite understand my level of disdain for Americans that compromise integrity for money. I hate all of you fucking people. I swear to God. I don't care if you're scrubbing toilets and your fucking name is Raul and you're not even a lawful citizen. I fucking hate you. I cannot believe you took that job. I'm so done with this shit. You got this shit from fucking fat-faced Hannity every day. He's like, bang shut the fuck up. Fuck them. Fuck the entire organization. That'd be like being the most fucking uh, uh, anti-violent crip member. Like, are you serious, really, bro? Like, well, yeah, I'm technically part of the crips, but I myself have never pulled the trigger. It's like, oh, well, shit. I didn't realize you're just the rank-and-file member of the crips and bloods. I mean... Jesus, I was talking more about the people who order hits, not really just the guys doing the fucking drama on the ground. Like, I didn't want to, the rank-and-file members of the Bloods and Crips to think that I've got a problem with them, okay? I don't want you to think that. I just, it's that senior brass of Bloods and Crips that are a real problem. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, you, believe it, you belong to a gangster organization, but you don't want to be branded as such, right? Get a new fucking job loser like all of these fucking people that justify all they do is trade security and retirement to fucking essentially sell out their country at every level of it. If you have a fucking FBI on your paycheck, you're a fucking traitor to the country. If you're a CIA person, I don't give a shit if you're brewing coffee. You're a fucking traitor to America, okay? That's where I stand on this shit. And a lot of Americans won't say it because they're pussies or they're on the fucking payroll. So there you go. But anyway, I fucking hate the rank and file every bit as much as I hate the senior brass. I'd like to see both of them completely eradicated. Gone. Just cut off the funding. It's super easy. You just go, no more money. And then that's the end of it. Nobody will do it though. But anyway, so we got to talk about them because they, uh, they went and spread lies around uh, COVID because they were protecting the Chinese because they are tra traitors to America. So we'll talk about that today. What else did I say? I said we got to talk about, hold on. Let me check my show notes. My show notes being the title of the show. Oh, yeah. Kevin McCarthy decided to pull that rainbow dildo out of his ass and uh, go in front of America and pretend he gives a shit about the country. And now he's promising an impeachment probe of Biden. Okay. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, fuck ass. I, I don't believe him either. I think that that guy does everything he can to just bide time. What they want to tell you is that government moves slow. That's what they tell you all the time. Well, the wheels of justice, government moves slow. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Government moves slow because doing the right thing is scary and they don't want to do the right thing. Most of them don't even know which way the right thing is. 99% of your government has no true north. They don't believe in actual God. They say they do for votes, but they don't actually have faith and they don't actually understand the world around them. They don't even understand the average American. They just go out in front of you, say where the fuck will get your vote, 
or your money and then move on to the next thing. That's why Lindsey Graham pops up every two and a half years to pretend he's a conservative. It's the same thing with, with fucking this idiot. I don't believe it. I think McCarthy's going to sit there. He's going <laughs> to do what he always does. They'll slow walk everything because the longer they slow walk it, the more they get away with it and hope that you'll move on to the next thing and they'll stop giving a shit. So they all do. They like to tell you they're going to give you a thing and you get all hyped up and start jerking each other off for a couple of days. And then after 10 days, the news cycle has more than since changed. It feels like a year ago. And then they can go back to doing nothing. It's the name of the, it's the, name of the game. The, true, the only real way you can actually change this government is to stop approving spending bills and shut it down for like a year. Like a year of no paychecks and all of a sudden your shit will change. Short of that, ain't shit going to change with these fucking people. And McCarthy, I have zero faith in. I think he's, he was a dude that was literally jerking off Frank Luntz up until recently. They used to share an apartment together. He was like fucking Frank Luntz's Balky Bartokamoose, like just hanging out, fucking perfect strangers, fucking diddling each other's wieners. I mean, it's not, it's not legitimate, okay? This is all, it's all incestuous, weird bullshit. So I'm not buying it, but we'll see. We're going to talk about it today on the show. We will. It'll be part of my broadcast. I'm a professional. Bet you didn't think I was going to start with a, a show where I was like, hey, uh, fuck the FBI, but not, not the senior officials. Fuck the janitors. Right? Is that what you guys didn't expect that? Dude, why did it get so dark out? Is there a storm brewing? Sorry, my office just went from like normal to like super, super pitch black. And I'm concerned. Can't see. Randy's not in here. But I feel that we might be in a... You guys, the the storm is upon us. (laughs) We'll get to you fucking dorks in a minute. Uh Uh-oh. Did you guys see that last night on socials medias? For all you Q-tards that secretly watch my show, that had to hurt. Oh my God, General Flynn was like, fuck you and your weak ass. No, actually, hold on, let's not fuck up the quote. General Flynn may have said a thing and it really upset some of you fucking nerds. And I frankly think it's the funniest shit ever. You, you, you believed in this crap for so long. Uh, he said this to that in the Matrix guy. You know, the guy whose co-host has the bad teeth. Looks like he's been chewing on rocks because he has no health insurance. Uh, fuck you, you piece of shit. You and your toadies who thrive in the underbelly of a dark world have no clue what you're talking about. And anyone who listens to you, I will pray for their full recovery. <laughs> Dude, Flynn already disavowed this shit a long time ago. But all the Q-tards were like, trust the plan. He's got to disavow. Don Jr. came out and laughed at you like three weeks ago and nobody wanted to report on it. They're like, he doesn't know. Don Jr. doesn't know the plan. Remember that? And now this fucking loser. This guy's one of the biggest losers in all of podcasting. It's amazing. It'd be like if Alex Jones did hella meth and then like had a bunch of gay sex with his co-host. And that's what would turn out the other side. It would be this in the Matrix broadcast with Shady Groove, which I don't know what the fuck. I don't, I don't know whose idea it was to fucking hire Oddjob as his co-host, but he fucking did. Dude's fucking teeth literally looked like he was chewing on rocks before he went live. <laughs> okay, buddy. Okay, anyway, these fucking idiots decided to come for General Flynn and it didn't go well. How convenient. DOJ quietly drops for a case 
against General Flynn's business partner after judge tosses conviction for insufficient evidence. A fairly benign headline. I mean, it's right there. But of course, they're insinuating that General Flynn did something wrong. Flynn, of course, wasn't happening, having it. Fuck you, you piece of shit. You and your toadies. Toadies is a great word, highly underrated. Who thrive in the underbelly of a dark world have no clue what you're talking about. And anyone who listens to you, I will pray for their full recovery. To be fair, General Flynn, I warned you guys about this years ago. These people were off their fucking medication. These people were off their fucking medication. And everybody hates them. I, I fucking, I'm somebody who loves business and likes money. And I hate these motherfuckers so much that I gave up thousands of dollars a month by alienating them. Best decision I ever made. Honest to God, fucking an extra five or six grand a month is not even worth one where we go one, we go all reply. Honestly, it's not. It's like, you know what? Keep the fucking money. I'll suffer. I'll think, you know what? I'm going to sell some things. It'll be fine. You take your stupid acronyms and shove them. I'm going to fight. And you keep your money. You keep your acronyms and your money. I'm going to go over here and work with sane people, okay? And now I love seeing it. I think it's the funniest shit ever. I love seeing it. I just love watching him. Do you know how fucking much of a prick you got to be to make him say some shit like that publicly? Do you understand, like, how far you got to push a guy like that to even get him to write F you, which is, like, a really big deal for him? <coughs> yeah. Anyway. And it's weird, too. Like, if you're going to grift that long, why didn't you fix your co-host's teeth? You know what I'm saying? Like, why did, how much, I can't imagine, dude. Now I get, let's see. He's probably gonna have to have them all pulled. You're probably looking at full replacement. All right, I give you, it's probably about eight or nine grand. But, dude, there's two of you. You've been working at that shitty ass little show for like four or five years. Bro, you couldn't start a fund or something? And also, how much do you have to hate your audience to keep marching that fucking busted ass teeth dude out there every day? You're gonna march him out every day and make people look at that fucking face? You couldn't just put a little bit of money aside for some new chompers? I mean, like, literally. I can't fucking imagine. Can you imagine me having a co-host that looks like he smokes meth and his teeth are falling apart? Dude, just, just spend eight or nine grand. It don't have to be perfect. It don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have Bob Barker teeth. Could have just given him some chompers that at least look semi-fucking normal. But no, they just let him keep going out there. Marched him out there. Talking shit. Oh, God. It's a, I mean, it's crazy. It should have been just fucking radio. Like, that guy has, literally, a guy has a mouth for radio. It's horrible. It's horrible. Anyway. Yeah. I'm laying it on pretty thick, because I know that they'll, they'll grab the clip, and they'll play it on their shows, and they'll talk about me, which is always funny. They always get their 300 nerds that sit around. They're like, Dilly's a fucking douchebag. He's an asshole. Somebody called me a Jew yesterday. I don't even know what that means, bro. I don't know the first fucking thing about Judaism. I don't. I don't know shit about any religion. Somebody was like, Dilly's a Jew. I was like, what? Can you just declare something like that? And they were like all pissed at me. Like, oh, they called me. I don't know where this comes from. They called me a Jew and they called me uh, Musad. Musad. Which I'm going to be honest with you, dude. If. 
I don't know what Mossad entails, but I would like to have like, I hope it's like the Moose Club. Like you should get to wear that big fucking hat from the Flintstones with the fucking moose horns on it. Anyway, they called me Moose Sod the other day. And they called me uh, a Jew, which I was like, I, what? I don't, I don't even know. That's, first of all, I think it's anti-Semitic, right? To make a declaration as if it were a bad thing that I'm a Jewish person. I don't know shit about Judaism. Like at all. I couldn't even fucking tell you the first thing other than apparently there's some big fucking dust up between most religions about who Jesus was. According to the, that's all I know. Right? Like, I don't know shit. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I I, I love I love their food. I, I do. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Anyways. Anyway. I know. Look, here's what happened. If Let me be honest. Why am I bringing this up? Why am I talking about it on today's show? Because kicking DeSantis people in the head feels more and more like picking on midgets. Like, it's that awkward. You're just like, <laughs> and you're like, push them down and they fall over. And at first it's funny. They roll around on the ground. They do that yell, that midget yell. Nyah! But ultimately you're like, you can only shove midgets to the ground for so long before it's like, kind of feels unfair. You know, like initially it's funny, but then you're like, dude, this is brutal. So now we've tried to move off of the fucking midget DeSantis people, little people. I think they prefer that. And I want to move towards Democrats, which is a whole different level of autistic screech. But in the in between those two are like if you had a bunch of special needs midgets that got hooked on meth, you would have Q-tards. And that's where I just was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck them, too, because I think it's funny. And you kind of wind them up like this and then you just let them go and they just fucking ah! and they go losing their minds. And it's funny. I don't know. It's. It's really, I felt good today, so I just wanted to do some shit that I felt good about. So that's what we did. Dude, I saw fucking, hey, is Dwayne in here today? Your brother is a fucking retard too. Holy shit, bro. I thought he just couldn't hear. I didn't know he was actually fucking retarded. I saw him posting some shit that had me on my fucking floor laughing too. Dwayne, I don't know how you do it. I know that's your bro and shit, but I looked and I was like, holy effing shit, like... I don't know what you guys got besides monkey pox when you went to the pit, but fuck me, dude. Saw his post too. Does he hang out still in here? I know he knows better than to pop up. I think occasionally he'll pop up just long enough to write some retarded shit. How'd that whole thing with uh, Durham go for him anyway? Did that turn out okay for you guys? I know a big part of your whole shtick and research and fucking articles was hinged around that. Did that turn out okay? Is he here? Who am I talking about? Dude, what's his name? The Cates bros. The Cates bros. They tried to bury the hatchet with me after they tried to ruin my fucking name. Remember that? They tried to ruin my name because fucking Truth Social, for some reason, 100,000 idiots followed Brian on Truth Social. So he tried to slander me to his stupid fucking mouth-breathing followers. And then he came back to Twitter and realized nobody gives a shit about him. So he's like, uh-oh, just want you to know, Dilly, we're on the same side. And beep, 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 beep. Like, fuck you. Fuck you, pal. I don't forget shit. Everybody who's ever tried to knife me when I was down, you can all suck my dick. I'll always get my fucking vengeance. So making fun of these stupid fucks is, uh, is part of it.
Like, ah, you got no credibility no more. Nobody reads your shitty little fucking articles. Good luck. Yeah. I'm being petty today. I feel I feel a lot better. <laughs> Dilly's feeling better, so he's being mean to retards. Anyway, all right, let's get to some actual information that's important to you. I do have Dilly in the Wilds. I'm going to save him for tomorrow. I got a few, but I don't feel like pulling the whole show over just for a few. So instead, let's talk about like big happenings in the world that you need to know about, the shit that you need to know about. Now, as of the beginning of this broadcast, this motherfucker hadn't <coughs> been caught yet, but maybe you guys could update me. Escaped killer, Danilo Kovalev, armed and extremely dangerous with loaded rifle, scope, <coughs> police. So... This piece of shit, illegal immigrant, who came to this country as a murderer, was allowed to stay thanks to Joe Biden. And then he did what murderers do. He murdered an American citizen. And then he escaped from prison. And now he's on the run and trying to kill more American citizens. So they had zeroed in on where he was at. They, uh... They had zeroed in on where he was at. <laughs> there was a bunch of helicopters circling. And it was looking like they were going to bust him. So I don't know if they caught him yet. The, he's in Pennsylvania, though, is where he is, is believed to be. Yeah, he's in Pennsylvania. And uh, he is trying to get out. But this dude <coughs> is all kinds of, uh, of problems. Yeah, that's Pennsylvania. So he's out and, and about. Also... Look, I'm not big on curses and things, but yikes. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, not so much. Jets win on spectacular overtime run, but Rodgers likely lost for the year with an injury. Agony and ecstasy. Um, Yeah, I watched the beginning of this game. Um... I watched Aaron Rodgers come out of the tunnel, had the American flag. It was actually really cool. And then I watched him take three snaps and tear his Achilles tendon and end his career on, the, on that absolutely abysmal turf. The thing is, it's, they want you to call it a curse because they don't want you to address the issue, which is the New York Jets stadium and that field has cost more than just Aaron Rodgers his career. It costed uh, Nick Bosa a season when he tore his ACL. It's cost countless Jets players their seasons and careers. The turf is a problem in that place. Everyone knows it. That's not a curse. That's because their fucking Woody Johnson is a cheap, cunt, liberal piece of shit. That is not a curse. Woody Johnson doesn't give a flying fuck about player safety. So instead of doing the right thing and having a quality field, they continue to put make players play on that god-awful fucking surface and it keeps destroying careers. So there is no fucking curse in New York. You just have a bad owner who's too fucking stupid. To, what's ironic? For the price, he could have replaced that field with a safer surface. It would have been less than what he's going to pay Aaron Rodgers for this season for four fucking snaps. What an idiot. What an absolute fucking idiot. Imagine being the kind of guy that saves money by using shitty surface on the field only to then give away like 30 million fucking dollars. 
Amazing. So anyway, the turf is shit. It should have been replaced years ago. They never did replace it. And now Aaron Rodgers is out for the season with a torn Achilles. And more than likely, this is the end of his career. I actually was shocked that he even attempted to play for the Jets. Um, I think it was... I think it was a bad move, frankly. I think he he kind of thought he was Tom Brady. Like, oh, I'll just do what Tom did. But the problem is you've never been Tom Brady in your entire career. Uh, you are the king of getting your ass kicked in the playoffs. Um, and so, no, dude, you got one ring. You got very lucky for having got that ring. You're not Tom. And now an MRI confirms today that Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Now, I do like Aaron Rodgers. I like his... Uh, I like his candor, honestly. I don't agree with him on everything, but I like his candor, and I think he's a funny guy, a self-deprecating guy. You never want to see uh, a great athlete and a great player like this end on this type of a note, and it really sucks, if I'm being honest with you. It's it's awful. Like, whatever you think of Aaron Rodgers, um, I I actually, the more I listen to him talk, I actually like him. I think he's got a, he's an interesting character. I think he was a hell of a teammate for a long time. Um, and I think it sucks. And I wish he, I wish him well. I wish he, he could come back from this. I just frankly don't think he will because I think Aaron Rodgers proved everything he needs to prove to everyone. He made plenty of money. He made a shit ton of money. He doesn't have anything left to prove. His, his history you know, books are going to reflect a great quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, I don't know... You know, he's unvaxxed. He, he stood up against the NFL on that shit, which I thought was, you know, that was worth talking about. So, yeah, very sad. It sucks. It sucks. I like him. He's he's, an, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a funny guy. If you actually let him talk, Aaron Rodgers is an interesting character and very funny and very candid. So that's kind of sad. Yeah, I don't know. What are you going to do? It's the NFL, man. The problem is, too, like, I don't know how his agent, how did you not make that part of the deal? Again, I'm being a, a dick and maybe it's cause I'm hindsight's 2020. Bro, you let your fucking, your, your 39 year old hall of fame quarterback client go to a team that has one of the worst surfaces in all of the NFL. Bro, how did you not make that part of the deal? Like Aaron won't play here unless you change the field. Aaron Rodgers should have never stepped foot inside that stadium unless it had natural grass playing on natural grass prolongs your career how did tom brady do up in new england and when tom left new england where'd he go tampa and what do they both have in common common natural grass that's you don't want to where aaron Rodgers really should have been and i don't want to be an asshole either but i'm going to tell you where he should have been aaron Rodgers had no business going to the new york jets in the fucking Big Apple with all of that spotlight, dealing with all of those hateful pricks, with all of that bad juju, playing on an offense that had some good players, but not great players. The place that Aaron Rodgers should have went and he would have probably ended up in an AFC championship game is Nashville. I don't know what the hell happened here, bud. You should have went to Tennessee on a ball control offense with fucking Derrick Henry behind you playing ball control offense with a solid defense, yet a, the pressure wouldn't have been on you to fucking win or turn it around, and you would have been playing inside of a shitty division with the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Texans. I mean, I can count 12 wins right there. And instead, you went to the Jets to go play against the fucking Bills and the Dolphins? 
on a shitty surface? I mean, how the fuck do so many smart people do so much dumb shit? Anywho, whole point being, you should have been outdoors on a fucking natural surface for a different organization, and you probably would have ended up back in the playoffs and prolonged your career. Derrick Henry probably would have carried your career another three years. Don't shoot the messenger. All right, that's enough football talk. Uh, this is an interesting one. You know, <laughs> I always love when, love when dumb people do even dumber things. So New York, we're staying in New York because, well, fuck you. New York uh, Police Department, overtime is, is, is going to get cut to help pay for the migrant crisis. This is one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite things I've seen recently. So in order to help pay for the illegal people that are in their city now, they're cutting overtime benefits to the people who are in charge of enforcing law. <laughs> this is such a bad idea. New York seems like a really great place to get shot or, or robbed or now raped because everyone knows illegal immigrants love a good raping. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I'm not sure exactly why that's such a thing with them, but illegals seem to really love a good raping. And so you need to stay out of New York uh, because these people uh, do not share your culture and there's no longer going to be <coughs> police officers getting bait overtime to protect your sorry ass. So there you go. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite risky. It's like, you know what you should do? Instead of just putting the illegals inside of schools and, uh, you know, replacing, <coughs> replacing elementary schools with illegal immigrants, what we could do is also cut all of the money to the NYPD. That's genius. Isn't that fun? Also, Democrats playing games with words again. They always do this. This is such a fucking Democrat play right here. See if you can spot it. The U.S. now has more imports from Mexico than China for the first time since 03. Do you see it? <coughs> you see what they did? <coughs> Sorry, dying over here. Do you see the, the sleight of hand? Do you guys see the sleight of hand here? They're now calling illegal immigrants imports. At least I think. I actually didn't investigate this further, but I think they're calling uh, imports from Mexico uh, rather than rather than call them illegal immigrants, they call them imports. Yeah, so that's that's the new game they're playing. They're like, we didn't have an illegal immigrant problem. We have a massive import surplus. Because you got to understand something. Illegal Mexicans are to Democrats uh, a, a, essentially a, a good. It's an, they're an item. They're not humans. Their women and children are traded for exorbitant you know, size of money. Their young men are utilized uh, as drug runners, um, coyotes, and uh, enforcers, right? And if they're really young men, they're, they're utilized as uh, hot dogs for Obama parties. So, Democrats love importing Mexicans. Not for votes, although there's that too, but mostly for 
They utilize them as servants around their homes. And then they, they access their children and women from the time they get over the border. Yeah, this is child trafficking. It's human trafficking. But anyway, we apparently imported <coughs> more from Mexico than China for the first time since 03. And yes, this might have to do with something else, but who cares? It's not as funny if I explain it as actual imports. So we're not going to do that. All right, let's talk about the CIA janitor I was just discussing. This fucking guy, huh? These fucking people. Here you go. Just in, the CIA rewarded multiple analysts with significant financial incentives to change their COVID origins conclusion from a lab leak to zoonosis, according to a highly credible whistleblower. So (coughs) what does that mean? It means exactly what it sounds like. They bribed their top employees into saying uh, that (coughs) it wasn't a lab leak and instead came from bats. That's where that old thing came from. There you go. I mean, this is it. This is smoking gun in your face. And if you don't believe me, I, being the professional I am in telling you what's happening in the world, now present to you the smoking gun document courtesy of the Honorable William J. Burns, Director, Central Intelligence Agency. Dear Director Burns, here we go. We're reading this fucking thing. Here's your smoking gun evidence. The select subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic, select subcommittee, and the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, HPSCI, together, the committees, have received new and concerning whistleblower testimony regarding the agency's investigation into the origins of COVID-19. A multi-decade Senior level current agency officer has come forward to provide information to the committees regarding the agency's analysis into the origins of COVID-19. According to the whistleblower, the agency assigned seven officers to a COVID discovery team. The team consisted of multidisciplinary and experienced officers with significant scientific expertise. According to the whistleblower, at the end of its review, six of the seven members of the team believed the intelligence and science were sufficient to make a low confidence assessment that COVID-19 originated from a laboratory or a laboratory, depending on where you're from, in Wuhan, China. The seventh member of the team, who also happened to be the most senior, was the lone officer to believe COVID-19 originated through zoonosis. The whistleblower further contends that to come to the eventual public determination of uncertainty, the other six members were given a significant monetary incentive to change their position. Treason. These allegations from a seemingly credible source requires the committees to conduct further oversight of how the CIA handled its internal investigation into the origins of COVID-19. To assist the committees with their investigations, we request the following documents and information as soon as possible, but no later than September 26, 2023. Number one, all documents and communications regarding the establishment of all iterations of the COVID discovery teams, 
all documents and communications between or among the members of all iterations of the COVID discovery teams regarding the origins of COVID-19. All documents and communications between or among members of all iterations of the COVID discovery team and all other employees or contractors of the agency regarding the origins of COVID-19. So, the CIA bribed its own, empl own employees with financial incentives to commit treason against the United States of America. And that might be the least salacious thing I say about the CIA all year. This, once again, proves one inevitable truth that none of us can escape. It keeps being proved every single day on this broadcast and outward and other places. And it is this. Everything is bullshit. Everything is bullshit. Everything is racist. Everything is racist. Always time. Everything is bullshit. Everything is bullshit. Everything is racist. Everything is racist. Always time. Everything is bullshit. Come on, man. Well, there you go. It's treason. Now, why would they do this? Why would they do this? It's simple, really. They're greedy, but most of all, they fucking hate you with a passion. They hate you. They hate you when you question them. They hate you when you expose them. They hate you when you speak out. They hate you when you resist. They hate you when you stand together. They hate you when you fight back. Brandy for that dank meme. It's true. They fucking hate you. 
fucking hate you. But they don't just fucking hate you. There's actually a deeper reason for this. And you might not guess what it is. How and when did this all sort of start? Well, it started when the U.S. government got in bed with mafia, with the fucking mob. And once that took place, more and more mafia tactics were implemented within the U.S. government. Eventually, the mob would make itself uh, known inside of intelligence agency. They moved throughout all of the government. And they still are there to this day. And if you don't believe me, Here's a brief history from our good friend, Bad Karma. What if I told you some of the most powerful politicians are all part of the mob? What if those family mob bosses sent their kids to law school, just like the movie Godfather? What if those kids then became high-profile politicians? What if those powerful politicians then used lawfare to prosecute their political oppositions for made-up crimes that their mob families are actually guilty of? So let's now talk about the D'Alessandro family and their ties to organized crime. In 1961, JFK basically demanded J. Edgar Hoover that Mayor D'Alessandro's involvement with Baltimore organized crime be investigated. JFK ordered an investigation of allegation of D'Alessandro's involvement with Baltimore mobsters, that he was awarding them with city contracts, protection for political contributions, and the prosecution of local cases. So Nancy Pelosi, the daughter of Mayor D'Alessandro's, is no stranger to organized crime. Her father, Thomas D'Alessandro Jr., was a mafioso stooge beholden to his Cosa Nostra handlers, in particular mobster Benny Trotta, better known as Benjamin Magliano. What if I told you Magliano also had ties to the Gambinos? What if I told you the mob is running the country? What if I told you Nancy Pelosi brother Tommy D'Alessandro III, a.k.a. Young Tommy, was a chip off the old block of his father, just like his sister? He inherited his father's job as mayor of Baltimore and served one term resigning after the MLK assassination. Young Tommy was indicted for corruption while serving as mayor. The charges were later dismissed when witnesses disappeared. Very convenient, I would say. Tommy was a one-term mayor that continued much of his father's segregationist policies just like Joe Biden's segregationist policies. He later resigned after violent riots leveled much of Baltimore. Shortly thereafter, the Pelosi crime family relocated to California. Here they reestablished themselves. Nancy D'Alessandro's AKA Pelosi now holds one of the most powerful positions in government. This is only the first of many mobster families I will expose. Just stop it now, just stop it now, just stop it now. Let's stop it now. Stop it. Look, I want to tell you something. You can. You can. Thank you, Bad Karma. Nice little history on just one member of our government who is a mafia family. If you ever want to find out more, you can always research Hillary Rodham Clinton's father and his ties to Chicago Mafia. It's all there. We know what's going on. We've always known what's going on. It's just gotten worse and worse and worse. So, yee. Where did I put that one? Hold on. I got to delete that. Got to delete that one. We'll talk about it. Well done, Bad Karma. Let's continue. Let's continue more. This is a good one. I like that series. I think you should stay with it. I think it's solid. Solid. It's very good. Um... <clears throat> Mm. Yes, so the government, as I was mentioning, CIA, FBI, it's all sort of the same thing. 
Pelosi was uh, placed in California for a reason, by the way. There's a lot of business to be done out in California, whether you're negotiating with the cartel south of the border or with the Chinese across the ocean. There was a ton of uh, benefits for her being specifically placed in San Francisco. It was a key location to dealing with global uh, crime families. And Nancy has orchestrated and negotiated that for 40 plus years while in Congress. So there you go. Some answers to some of your questions. Anywho, we got a lot more show left. I still have a ton of topics and a full, I'm still full of piss and vinegar. And I've got a fucking amazing memes. Some of which you haven't even seen yet. And you're going to lose your marbles. You guys getting fired up? I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I am. Uh, things are shifting and changing. They always are, right? They always are. And I love it. I love when you can feel it. I can feel it. Been dealing with some shit lately, too. I haven't been myself. I had a hard time the last week and a half. Ugh. Let me tell you. First, we have to, we, you know, not even first, really. But last week, we had the, the passing of a friend combined with just really severe allergies, not feeling well. And I've been having that kind of a tough couple of months anyway. I've been, I've been playing with my hormones, trying to get my shit straightened out. Just tinkering, trying to get closer and closer to a, probably a more maintainable level and like overall health. Anyway, for, uh, fuck, how am, I, how am I, 41 now? So for 20, almost 27 years. I've done weight training and weightlifting. And so then you stop doing weight training for a little while. And I did. I took time off from the gym. And one of the things that happens when you go to the gym, and, and this is something I just want for everybody who's over the age of 40s, little FYI, and anybody getting close to 40. The older you get, weight training is important because it's going to help you obviously maintain muscle mass, which helps you keep fat off which is gonna help you also stave off osteoporosis and a whole bunch of other shit. But it's a two-fold situation. If you've ever wondered why so many of your fa like famous former athletes lean out really, really lean after their playing days are over and focus on different activities than weight training, there's a reason. The older you get, the number one thing, it's like 1A and 1B, okay? 1A is muscle mass. Maintaining strength, right? But right next to it, and nothing will make you age faster and feel more like old than losing flexibility. You've got to maintain your flexibility. As soon as you stop maintaining flexibility, I don't care how frequent you go to the gym, you're asking for injuries and you're gonna actually feel your age. So it's been interesting because for the last couple of weeks, as I've been tweaking with my health and trying to get it all straightened out, I went to the gym, I did some weights. I'm like, this isn't the solution right now. So I've instead been focused on doing really, 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 really painful self-myofascial release. So I've been using my foam roller. It's got the fucking knots in it. It hurts like a bitch. I've been using it all over my muscles. What I'm hoping to do is to reset my body. And basically what I'm talking about is restoring length tension relationships between joints, which is a really nice way of saying getting back to neutral spine and neutral length tension relationships between joints, like your elbow and your shoulder. Okay. But I have been so locked up and so tight. Anytime I try to do anything physical or, or athletic, 
it didn't look that way. It looked rigid and uncomfortable and painful, and it was. And so I've been doing uh, self-myofascial release as best I can on myself. Obviously, it's ideal if you got somebody else to help you with it to um, do some of that myofascial release. But um, I've been doing this uh, the last couple of weeks off and on. I'm focusing on it a little bit more. I will eventually get back to my weight training. But right now, it's just unlocking everything. It's rolling out the chest, rolling out the lats, rolling out the hips, rolling out the hammies, rolling out the calves, and trying to get my back and my body into a neutral position. What it'll do for you, and the reason I'm sharing my story is for those of you who don't understand the value of this, being ultra flexible and in, in, in allowing for better blood flow expedites results. Whether you're trying to put on muscle or lose fat, when your body has very uh, seamless flow of blood to joints and to muscles, it does allow for you to process better. And you become, your body becomes more efficient at whatever you ask it to do. So just a little something to think about. And I'm not just talking about static stretching. A lot of you go, oh, I go out and I do static stretching. That's really great, but not. What you want is dynamic stretching combined with self-myofascial release combined with some, some static stretching depending on what you're trying to correct. But uh, anywho, just wanted to let you guys kind of know where I'm at. Uh, I'm thinking about doing some yoga maybe with the wife. I love yoga. I've been doing yoga off and on since I was 20. I believe it was the first time I did yoga. And I really liked it. Um, it's uh, especially for a guy like me. It unlocks you and you feel better. And more you un- The other thing is the more you do this, it also allows you to uh, free up your breathing. That's another part is your breathing gets better when you're like unlocking up all of this length tension relationships. So if you ever, if you guys ever go, oh, I feel old. I want to turn back the clock. I want to start feeling youthful again. Don't start with weight training. Start with the 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 uh, self myofascial release and stretching, and you guys will notice a big difference. And yes, walking is also good. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, I love walking as well. That's that's a that's a uh, kind of a given. But anywho, that's what's been kind of going on with me physically. It's uh, it's an interesting time being forty one. Things change dramatically. And it's weird too, because like you have a choice. You do have to work 10 times harder to stay fit, but you do have a choice on how you want to live. You know what I'm saying? Like it, you never, there's never going to be an easy way out. You know what I mean? Like for me, I recognize I'm like, okay, I can pay, pay the price now and reduce risk of injury in my fifties and pain in my fifties. Or I can ignore it now and, and don't worry about the pain and just hope it doesn't happen to me. But more than likely, you're going to pay that piper later. So just a thought. Just a thought. Just something that I've been thinking about. Maybe that'll help somebody. <coughs> ah, All right. Who wants to see a world premiere of a meme? I know you guys like a good premiere of a meme. And this is a fun one. It's a fun meme. I believe the meme fellas did this one. And it turned out extraordinarily awesome. And I believe they're going to post it <coughs> on social media tomorrow. But today, we're going to play it on the show. At least I think I am. I can't remember if I'm supposed to or not. I think I am. Here you go. Today, an indictment of Charging Don 
out all designed to take truck out first of all jack white your grill this cult of crack you can't stay still you're a hack and without a clue and me and my peeps ain't trusting you on your motherfucking henchman and when your case gets dropped you get to your end border pollution resistant diseases just retribution about to unleash So bye-bye to all you fed boys and vote riggers. Are you ever catching Trump? Nah, rigger. I'm bumping my way on a highway. And you highlight Friday, so get the fuck out of my way. I'm DJT, and I'm always dead sober. And you about to get ran the fuck over. Move, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. Move, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. Move. Bitch, get out the way, get out the way, bitch, get out the way, move, bitch, get out the way, get out the way, bitch, get out the way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? Oh, that's a fun one. Well done, fellas. You should be proud of that one. There you go. There you go. It turned out really good. You should be excited about that. Oh, solid. Solid job, meme fellas. We'll put that one out. Yeah, we'll put that one out. Not solid. That's going to piss a bunch of people off. I can literally hear Steve D shrieking into his microphone right now. That fucking soy boy fag. Oh, my God, dude. He's still having a meltdown over Trump. I don't even know what's wrong with that kid. I, how old is that fat little tub of shit? Bro, I watch some of these characters and I'm like, I understand that they serve like a wider, like they have an audience. It's like that. That's their audience, right? It's like people that like listening to a fat little weirdo talk to them about their, you know, fucking preach to them about their faith and shit. But saw a clip of him uh, yesterday just melting. I'm like, how does not how do you not listen to this guy and immediately think of every spoiled little fat kid with like chocolate all over his face crying because he dropped his ice cream? And it's weird because like I think in his world of dweebism, like he thinks he's like kind of based. So he'll say shit where like he's trying to be a cool kid, and since only nerds listen to him he can get away with it because he's like the coolest of the nerds. Does that make sense? Like I listen to him and I'm like, oh my God, there's this whole fucking group of like band nerds that listen to this guy and they're like, this is who gives them their information. Like he's like king of the nerds, which is really funny because I mean, you're still a king, right? I mean, I give you credit, bro. Like, I don't know who you had to blow to get that job. Probably Glenn Beck, but whatever. I mean, that's cool. It just kind of struck me as funny. I think, do I have a these fucking video? I think I do. Oh, look at this one. Yeah, watch. This is him talking to some other fucking dweeb about how they like know Iowa so well, even though 
they're down by 40 fucking points. And I like, listen to what these guys have to say. They, they Just so we're all on the same page, they readily acknowledge that Trump is up 40 fucking points in the polls in Iowa, but they still say shit like this. He's the former president. He's Donald Trump. He's the apprentice. He's the New York billionaire. People are going to want to see him, right? Does that yield into a caucus victory? And that's why I say right now versus the touch and goes at the Iowa State Fair or the touch and go at the Iowa-Iowa State game, that's not going to win Trump the Iowa caucuses. Hard work like what DeSantis and Nikki and Vivek and others are doing, that has a chance to win the Iowa caucuses. Do you buy the story that was in Aaron's montage and it made some of the media rounds on Friday of people close to the former president, including Don Jr., trying to say, hey, what we're doing in Iowa ain't going to cut it. Well, I, I, de- I definitely believe that. way behind where it should be on the ground there. I definitely believe that because I had somebody who's very, very close to the former president, kind of a BFF to the former president, saying that they are really concerned. They're really concerned. What's that? So he can say desanctimonious. He can criticize anybody once. How what do you think? So- do you like desanctus or desanctimonious? It, it doesn't I, matter. I mean, I think desanctus just, it, it just, it's fewer syllables. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to win for him either. So I think what is, I mean, they are really, really nervous in regards, well, should be, that... What do you think about winning the black vote? No, never mind. That's your point. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But I think what it is, they know they win Iowa, no one's touching them. If somebody else wins Iowa, it changes the whole narrative of inevitability, and now it's going to be game on to the nomination. See what I mean? Do you see what I mean? I don't know if they just... I think what happens is when they turn the show off, they immediately just drop trow and start spanking each other's little monkeys. First of all, this dude pretending he has contacts and sources, somebody who's Trump's former BFF, give me a fucking break. No one's talking to you, nerd. No one's talking to you, holy roller nerd. You don't have any fucking sources. What you have is that fucking mouse in your pocket, you fucking dork. So there's him not naming names because he doesn't actually have a contact. Then there's Steve Deese making comments about minorities, which is also hilarious. You're like, dude, neither one of you, you speak for a tiny little fringe uh, fucking portion of conservative Republicans. You're not the purveying group anymore. Thank you, California, for recording that. Like, what? What? What is it? Should he be up eighty before you guys recognize he's killing your candidate? Like, well, you know, he could be a little bit better. Yeah, I suppose. But bro, like, really, according to thirty three thousand seven hundred and fifteen registered voters. He's 43 points better than your candidate. Like, that's just this one particular poll. You're getting fucking destroyed. Fine, let's go to an Emerson poll. Check this one out. This is fun. Emerson in Iowa did a poll. Trump's killing your guy by fucking 48, dude. No, 35, sorry. He's up 35 in in the state. He's almost at 50%. He's ahead of Biden by 13. And he's up by 11 if uh, it's just head to head. I mean, what do these guys want? 
Not only that, Kim Reynolds, the governor of Iowa, her polling is now cratering the more she's supported DeSantis. It's true. The more she's supported DeSantis, the worse the polling has gotten for her. DeSantis is such a bum. He's such a toxic candidate. Even endorsing him will damage your career. National poll, according to Morning Consult. There you go. Trump up 40 fucking three points. I mean, come on. Come on. Give me a fucking break, DeSantards. It's exhausting. Are you shitting me? Here, let's go to another one. Here's a fun little ditty. And this one, it's even more aggressive. Trump is up fucking easy. He just broke 60 for the first time in this one poll here. There you go, Donnie J, gaining momentum. DeSantis cratering. He's at 11%. I mean, come on. Fucking DeSantards. And who do they who do they think is going to beat Trump? Who do they think is going to beat Trump? They think this fucking guy is going to beat Trump. This guy right here. A booger eater. They're trying to convince you that a booger eater is going to beat the ultimate fucking Chad, Donald J. Trump. Uh, no, dude. If you got boogers, you should pick on Some people like to flick on If you got boogers, you should pick on some people like to lick on. If you got boogers, you should pick on. But where you gonna stick on? If you got boogers, you should flick on. Make someone a victim of the mucus from your system. Please clap. Sing rose. Say ooh. Say disgusting. ridiculous brandy's ridiculous who else did that with it was that her and lauren who did that was that just you brandy who who did you rope into being gross today was that just you was that a was that a brandy fucking exclusive or was there some poor unsuspecting dilly meme team member that was roped into doing this with her tell the truth i bet she roped somebody into it she always gets somebody else to go along with her shenanigans it was just Brandy. So you guys couldn't, she couldn't convince anybody else to do this one. <laughs> Last time she got devil dog in on it. And she it was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> oh, <coughs> that's fucking funny. 
Now, I know you guys go, Dilly, uh, you're laying it on kind of thick for a guy who's in single digits. But you got to understand, we fucking hate him. Do you understand? We hate Rod DeSantis. He is a shit human being, an even shittier governor, and a fucking even worse than both of those dog shit presidential candidate. Okay? He just is. So am I laying it on thick right now? Is there other news that's more important? Yes, but fuck him. Fuck him right in the ass. Fred? No pulse. Like for instance, if you starting care, compressions. Cap Medical's here. That's not a good idea. And the donate $10 today to join my team. We need you on our side. There you go. Thank you, Camtastic. Excellent. See, that wasn't that mean. I mean, it was kind of mean. I mean, it wasn't as mean as this one. You know, to Sanctus, uh, to, to, to be up a creek without a paddle. Uh, to, to have 2028 in the palm of your hand and, and, and uh, blow it. You know, it's a figure of speech. The Sanctus. <laughs> okay. Now this is a little bit of a, this, <laughs> this is a little bit of a cheat mode by C3P memes and mags and ramble all right this is a little bit you cheated because you know you knew if you give me a kingpin meme it's gonna get a ton of love right like you knew that that's cheating i don't blame you but you can do a meme off of any scene in kingpin and it's gonna be a win so <laughs> There is that one. Now, I know you're probably like, okay, Dilly, that's enough. We get it. DeSantis is DOA. His campaign sucks. Everybody hates him. He's running out of money. Stop. We should turn our attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right after this last meme. One more. He's not running to be somebody. He's running to do something. He's not running because he wants to be somebody. He's running because he wants to do great things. I'm not running to be somebody. I'm running to do something. As recent poll numbers continue to show Trump holding a dominant lead in the GOP field with more than 52% of the vote. That is more than triple what second place DeSantis is garnering. Joining us now is Carly Atchison, national spokeswoman for Governor DeSantis. Carly, thanks so much for being here. Good to be with you, Natasha. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about this polling. Your candidate has ticked down in the polls and has only fallen further behind former President Trump. Why has that happened? Well, I think instead of looking at the polling, uh, look at the kind of organization Ron DeSantis has on the ground in Iowa. 
Well, I think instead of looking at the polling, uh, look at the kind of organization Ron DeSantis has. One of those things that go on for hours about why, you know, I truly believe in him. And it's not just because he's my husband, right? Because you saw and he talked about it. The whole world descended upon Florida. You had the media coming after him. You had the left coming up. Every move you made. I mean, we had at one point in time a guy dressed like Grim Reaper out in front of the house. The kids were looking through the... So we're feeling very confident, feeling very confident. Trump's reception was... Uh, not very welcoming. You saw at the game, actually, Trump's reception was uh, not very welcoming. Trump's reception was uh, not very welcoming. And we are looking at some reporting by Politico saying that your campaign is trying to lower expectations in Iowa, saying a second place finish would be good enough for the governor. What do you say to those who would argue that this is a, a sign your campaign is not going well? Uh, I don't think that that's true at all. Uh, I don't think that that's true at all. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, and at the end of the day, well, look, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we, and I think at the end of the day, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we do want to, well, look, at the end of the day, well, at the end of the day as presidents, but at the end of the day, come on, at the end of the day, we got to, and at the end of the day, he's not running to be somebody, he's running to do something. I'm not running to be president, I'm running to do things as president. Ron, again, I want you to know is running for the right reasons, not because he wants to be somebody, it's because he wants to do great things. He's not running to be somebody, he's running to do something. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Fuck. Thank you, California. I appreciate that Mike despises DeSantis as much as I do. I don't want to stop. Even I want us to meme him when he drops out. I want to meme him when he drops out. And then I want to meme him when he goes back to being governor. And I want to show everybody that he still eats boogers as governor. And then I want to meme him when he leaves fucking politics. And I want to catch video of him eating his boogers down at the fucking local Wawa. I don't ever want to stop destroying this guy. I want to make an, a fucking ehemplo out of him. That's an example for my illegal friends. But yeah, I just think I want to destroy him. Hey, do you guys want something that none of us asked for and it's disturbing? Raise your hand if you want video of something nobody asked for and we're all going to suffer through it together because it's fucking funny. Because this is politics in 2023. We have breaking news, everybody. And a part of that breaking news is horrific, horrific fucking discussion courtesy of Senator Kennedy. Thank you, Kennedy, for doing what nobody asked for, and I'm not sure why you did it, and I don't really know the context, and I don't really care, but I think my audience wants to be mortified first thing in the morning on a fucking uh, Tuesday. I put some lube on and got him on his knees, and I began to slide into him from behind. <laughs> I pulled out of him and kissed him while he <laughs> masturbated. 
He asked me to turn over while he slipped the condom on himself. <laughs> this was my ass, and I was struggling to imagine someone inside me. He got on top and slowly inserted himself into me. It was the worst pain I think I have ever felt in my life. Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain. I got a new strap-on strap harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. Then I want you inside of me. government <laughs> what you pay for right now this is what you fucking pay for that is a fucking senator this is a senator this is what you pay for this is 2023 this is probably the most 2023 video i've ever seen in my life this is news I, i'm not even out of line by playing this because it's news okay this is <laughs> fucking news this is what I have to do. I get to come on here and I just play Senator <laughs> Kennedy reading to you. I don't know what I'm even hearing. I don't know what I'm hearing. Is anybody gonna explain <laughs> the context of what we all just listened to? I'm gonna assume this has something to do with Barack Obama, but I'm not 100% certain, all right? I don't know what I'm doing. What? What is this? Please tell me, is this a Machiavelli deep fake? Is this a Machiavelli deep fake? I need to know, was this a, is it, this feels like a World War III starting deep fake. Where can we? <laughs> what? Are we gonna, is someone gonna tell us what the hell just happened? Someone says it's from a book in school. I'm going to assume it's from. <laughs> oh, those are Bill Mitchell's text exchanges with Lispy Chris. Oh. Lauren says it's the Obama Larry Sinclair text messages, which I don't think so. I don't think that's what it is. I think Mac is a fucking liar that would start World War Three just for the lulz. Either way. That video is real. That is a real video, <coughs> which is absolutely horrific. Holy shit. Oh, isn't that fun? There you go. Hey, I just report the news. I don't make it. I don't make the news. I just fucking report it. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Are you guys going to tell me where that actually came from? I'm not fucking playing it again. You play it again. Dude, where can we please get the actual real context of this? What is the legitimate context? Is someone going to tell me or do I just have to assume? Is that school libraries? Is that a book from the libraries? It's the gender queer book. That's disgusting. There you go. 
So that's what's going on. All right, fair enough. It's the gender queer book. I had another video I was going to play for you guys. Because I'm sure you want more out of context bullshit, right? Why not? Why not? It's half the fun. Hold on. I got another one for you. Fucking A. Are you kidding me? I had no idea this is what I was going to get to talk about today. This is so fun. Watch this one. You guys are probably wondering how Fettertard's doing, right? Fettertard just found out that Joe Biden uh, is potentially facing impeachment. So we're going to go to his live reaction uh, of the guy currently playing the Fettertard. Dude, did he get fatter or is this just a bigger double? This is hella funny. I love that they let him keep the porn stash. This shit's hysterical. See about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry. Has sure. said he's going to. Oh my correct. god, really? Oh my gosh! You know, oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it, please, don't do it. Oh no! Oh no! What the absolute fuck? This is the government today. This is all this is your government right now. You pay all these people. Like both of those fucks make well over 200 k That's supposed to be Fettertard. They're laughing at you because Here's the thing. Republicans are still playing by like old rules, which is that there are rules. So they're like, we're launching an impeachment probe and even that fat fake fettertard is mocking you. Like even fucking fat retarded fake fetterman knows, yeah, that's hysterical. It won't do anything. Yeah, that's real. This is not about law and order or justice. And the more that Republicans try shit that Democrats successfully did years ago, the more they're going to fail. He's mocking you because you're dumb as fuck and think that launching an impeachment probe is going to do anything. You got a whole, your whole country got hijacked and you think an impeachment probe is how you're going to get it back? There really is only one way to get it back. And I played it at the beginning of the show, but I feel like it's probably appropriate to pay it, play it one more time for those that weren't present when I played it. We have unsuccessfully tried to take down the wrong person. He's absolutely going to come back uh, with full vengeance the next time around. I think about what four years of a retribution presidency might look like. Enforcement of the law. The deep state is destroying our nation. 
Well done, Little. That is absolutely perfect. They don't want to tell you what has to be done. It's kind of like when you're like, oh, Dilly, I need to lose weight. And I tell you, stop acting like a fat person. Stop eating too much food and stop laying around. Right? And you go, <laughs> but you know I'm right. We always like to overcomplicate and rationalize things that we're not doing. Because we we're trying to justify being either lazy or unwilling or not having ability, right? Nobody likes the really simplistic answers in life, even though they are the answers, because frankly, it requires personal responsibility. Fixing this government isn't probably as complicated as you might think. It's getting the right person in leadership and then putting a few people around them that have the guts and the fucking testicular fortitude to do what's necessary. Proving crimes at this juncture is easy. We have so much evidence, it's all there. We have, we have evidence of high crimes. Treason. Let me ask you something. Given what we know about these politicians and how fucking absolutely weak all of them are, how many politicians would you have to actually prosecute and then punish with the most extreme version of whatever's lawfully available. So for example, if you are convicted of high treason, in this country, it calls for execution. So how many people would you have to take through that process before maybe future generations don't even consider breaking those laws? Like how many do you think you'd have to actually prove, did the crime, convict, and then follow through on the punishment before all the rest either rolled over and squealed on the higher ups or altogether left government. One, two, five? How many would need to see their peer dealt with before they'd go, fuck this? I'm just saying, high treason is high treason. We have a form of punishment for that that essentially, uh, you know, deters future people from trying it. This doesn't feel like you've got to get that crazy. I'm not even suggesting anything outside of the law. I would like them to be charged accordingly. I would like the evidence to be presented. 
I would like their uh, a jury of their peers to either convict or acquit. And then I would like the most severe fucking uh, punishment for these crimes to be handed down by a judge. That's it. And I don't think it would take more than probably two before all of the rest went, this is real, this isn't a joke, oh my God, someone actually gave a shit about laws in this country, someone ever actually gave a shit about oath and integrity and justice, oh my God. Think of it this way, how many conservatives had to get canceled before all the rest started towing the line and were scared shitless from 2016, 2017 on? How many conservative talk show hosts or actors or musicians had their careers obliterated and before all the rest fell in line? And they like to make examples of people. They did it to Roseanne. I love Roseanne, she's my friend. They made an example of Roseanne. They tried to unperson her. They tried to cut off. I was her friend during the time when they, they literally dropped her where she couldn't even hire lawyers because the lawyers were threatened with being canceled if they took her case. She couldn't even find legal representation. She couldn't, her agents, everyone dropped her. It took one Roseanne to scare the fuck out almost all of uh, Hollywood. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. All I'm saying is punish according to the law and serve out that punishment according to the law and what is deemed appropriate. And I promise if you get justice for one or two of these people, all of the rest are going to roll over. Deterrence work, man. Remember when Iran was like, oh, we're going to keep roadside bombing Americans and then we turned Soleimani into ground fucking beef? Remember? Trump dropped a fucking Ginsu bomb on that stupid motherfucker's head and turned him and all of his friends inside that vehicle into indistinguishable ground beef. You didn't even know which person's meat belonged to who. It just went, and they were all just sort of mushed together. And all of a sudden, even jihadis were like, maybe we don't do the roadside bomb thing no more. Um, maybe we don't do that. Remember that? Remember there was like, we're going to totally uh, mess up the American base. And then they launched a bunch of bombs and missiles at an empty base that killed nobody because they were virtue signaling about a clapback. But the truth was they were scared shitless because Donald Trump had turned them into ground beef. Remember? It was hilarious. Anyway, just saying you could solve these problems a lot faster than you think. Okay, where are we at? Oh, there we are. Okay, we gotta get, we gotta pick up the pace. Dilly is dawdling. All right, little cultural news for you. Little cultural news for you. I wouldn't pay for my wife's pal's $700 meal. I embarrassed her and they called me broke. You should get a divorce. You should, you should divorce your wife. Refusing to pick up a $700 tab on your wife's stupid fuck friends and then having them call you broke, you should get a new, you should divorce your wife. Get out, get out. Whatever you've got, get out. I don't care if you've been together 10 years or 20 years. 
you're out. Because there's two things that are wrong with this. Number one, your wife assumed that you would foot a $700 dinner. Number two, your wife allowed her piece of shit friends to call you broke. Yeah, you're done, bro. That's it. Get a new wife. Divorce and get out of New York. That's my advice there. So, gotta get the fuck out of New York. It's a shithole. Nobody should live there. It should look like I am legend at this point. And if you move a little south, you'll get to a place where a Virginia uh, House Democrat candidate uh, performs sex acts with her husband on webcam for tips. So she likes to hang out on Chatterbait, getting her back blown out by her husband. Um, super creepy. She's now running for uh, a Virginia House seat. She's upset that all of her videos were disclosed to the public. Um, she didn't really try to hide her face. As a matter of fact, I think uh, a part of the, the reason she made money was she was willing to show her face and everything else. Um, so there you go. I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, this, this is... This is the degeneracy of 2023. This, those little kids are going to grow up and they're going to know mom's a whore. Uh, it's, the internet's forever. They, they, your, your children are going to be scarred for your decisions. Uh, your degeneracy is noted. Uh, you look like your fucking siblings, first of all. Uh, the, the husband and wife, I, 100% you're related. I, you'll never convince me those aren't fucking family members. But this is like hardcore porn, too. If you guys go searching for this shit, I'm warning you right now, it ain't softcore. It's this lady doing all of the things. Uh, fucking gross. I mean, this is the Democrat Party. Um, you know, I think that these people probably uh, probably need Jesus. I think uh, it's awkward. Yeah, this is fucking super awkward. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't care. Like, this is your prerogative, dude. But you're trying to be a public figure and represent people. Like, if you're remaining an, an independent person and you're not a public figure trying to work for public office, then, you know, obviously this, this is out of bounds to just, you know, show some person who's got whatever, make some choices. But you're not trying to be a private human being. You're running for public office. So liberals really are degenerates. I mean, there's not really a nice way around it. Like if you're going to be a degenerate, stay in the, stay in the private world where no one gives a shit that you're a degenerate and keep it to yourself and live your life. But you can't run for public office and think that people aren't going to dig into your life. And this is immediately what they're going to find. I mean, I'm just saying Pretty shocking. Pretty shocking. All right. I don't know if Trump can win New York, but I feel like they're trying to give him a chance. Like, I don't know that he can beat Biden in New York, but I'm saying they're trying to give him a fighting chance. 41% of New Yorkers want the U.S.-Mexico border wall to curb illegal immigration. 
Could Donald Trump actually win New York just based on border security? Is that possible? I mean, is that, is that possible? I don't think it's likely, but is it possible? Maybe? Could Donald J. Trump steal New York because 41% desperately want the border wall? New York still has to live with this shit for another 14 months before they vote. I mean, I don't feel like this number is going to go down. It's going to go up. I think this number is going to go up, you guys. If Donald Trump does speeches in New York and just says, look, you can hate me for everything else I do, but I'm going to build a wall that keeps uh, illegals from destroying your city. I mean... I'm just saying, maybe, maybe stranger things have happened. Trump was fired up, by the way, yesterday. We're going to get to those uh, here in a second. We'll get to those here in a second. Uh, Trump (coughs) and GOP hawks blast Biden for handing over $6 billion to terrorist regime in China or Iran. Sorry, wrong shithole. It's true. It's true. I think the commies might have overplayed their hand. Even in New Mexico, where the governor tried to suspend the Second Amendment, that lasted about 12 and a half minutes. And then the sheriff started chiming in. Clear. I hold my standards high, and I do not or never will hedge on what is right. And I take my oath seriously. In reference to concealed carry and open carry, the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office will not enforce this segment of the order. While I understand the urgency, the temporary ban challenges the foundations of our Constitution, but most importantly, it is unconstitutional. My oath was to protect the Constitution, and that is what I will do. The governor made it clear in her press conference she knew we as law enforcement did not agree with the order, and as a result, this was solely her decision. Other than this ban being unconstitutional, here are other reasons why I will not enforce the order. One, what many forget, is I have enough violence here in Burnley County. I do not want to have political violence towards my deputies or here in Burnley County. My job is to keep the peace and to make sure that the citizens of Burnley County are safe and I do not believe that this order will help me do so. I'm a law enforcement professional. This order will not do anything to curb gun violence other than punish law-abiding citizens from their constitutional right to self-defense. Let me give you a personal story. Last week as I'm sitting here as the sitting sheriff, I get a phone call that my brother also was a victim of gun violence last week that many of you do not know. While he and my nephew were sitting in their car, they were shot at and their vehicle was impacted by numerous rounds. How can I as a sheriff tell him to put his firearms away and not be able to protect himself? I have a fact for you. Criminals do not follow the law or a public health order. Never seen it, we will never see criminals follow the law. Once again, this only punishes law-abiding citizens. There you go. 
There you go. Well done, Sheriff. Well done. It's the right thing. If law enforcement who have taken an oath don't follow his lead, you're going to have a very big problem in this country. And actually, Dinesh D'Souza has a new movie coming out that talks about this very thing. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? The government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Well, there you go. I would say yes. I would say yes, you are dealing with a uh, police state. Dinesh's new movie looks super interesting. I will probably be watching that one. Yeah, it looks good. Looks like a good movie. Scary, but good. All right. We got to bang out some of these Trump, uh, Trump truths real quick run out of show let's get to it all right the once fabled united auto workers of america will soon go out of business under crooked joe biden if he is allowed to pull off his all electric car hoax china will build them all endorse trump likewise truckers better get on board with trump because the new all electric trucking mandates will quickly destroy the trucking industry vote trump and make america great again Yep, DJT dropping them hard, cold, hard facts on your head. Here we go, next one up. So let's get this straight. We did a hostage trade with Iran. We gave them five very tough, smart people that they desperately wanted. We likewise got back five people, but we also gave them $6 billion. How much of a kickback does Crooked Joe Biden get? Does anyone realize how much money $6 billion is? When I was president, I got back 58 hostages for zero money. Remember Pastor Brunson? It sets a terrible precedent. Republicans call out the 25th Amendment. Now, Biden is incompetent. That is an understatement of the highest level. The one thing I'll never understand 
I've never understood about politics. Who the hell would ever vote for crooked Joe Biden? It's true. Do they watch him at press conferences? Can't put two sentences together. The worst ever on the foreign stage. We're being invaded. Our border has collapsed. Inflation and crime are rampant. Economy sucks. Interest rates and taxes are through the roof. You can't buy a home. Our elections are rigged. Our military is woke. Afghanistan was a catastrophe. Our airports are done. Nothing works. MAGA. Yes, President Trump. It's all gone to shit. In the New York State case against me by Trump-hating Attorney General Letitia James, who campaigned on I Will Get Trump, a case that never should have been brought, I have easily shown and proven that I am worth billions of dollars more than information listed on my financial statements, all of which have a very strong disclaimer clause and protective language and show very little debt, most of which has been paid off or is current with hundreds of millions of dollars of cash on hand. There were no (coughs) defaults during all of the many years, um, oops, hold on, all of the many years in question, the banks made money with loans being paid off in full on schedule or at an earlier date. Any and all existing loans are current with no defaults. The banks made money and were happy. They were represented by the most respected law firms in the country. There were no victims. We did everything right. And it would be a great honor to be totally exonerated by a judge who has thus far shown tremendous hostility to me. He's telling you the truth. He's telling you the truth. He knows his business is legit. He knows his business is legit. It's all horse shit. Another one for you. If you, excuse me, owned a McDonald's or even a much smaller, less complex operation, would you hire crooked Joe Biden to run it? (coughs) Are you kidding me, bro? These are really honestly basic questions. Everybody, (coughs) Everybody knows his brain is cooked. Were you better off five years ago than you are today? Oof. Painful. Trump still not done. Calling out (coughs) Joe Biden's lies yesterday. A big lie. Crooked Joe just said he was in New York City on September 12th. One day after the fall of the World Trade Center. This was immediately proven to be not so. A total lie. Like everything else he says. He even went into a big deal about the horrors he saw while there. How tragic a sight it was. Remember, he wasn't there. Cringe. Because everything is bullshit. Speaking of, (coughs) excuse me, New York City. Remember when we uh, were talking about the fact that you might actually already be living through a silent depression? New York City is facing a level of homelessness 
not seen since the, since the Great Depression in the 1930s. Just let that kind of like swirl around in your noodle for a second. How are the food prices again? Uh-huh. What if you're already living through it? Not all of you. Yeah, my coughing out worse as the show is going on. I will survive. It at least isn't messing with me so much today that I can't think straight, which is good. So, McCarthy, he's going to impeach Biden. That's what he says. Told everybody I'm going to do it. I'm going to impeach Biden. I'm approving it. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, buddy. Where do you guys stand on this today? Are we giving this guy the benefit of the doubt, or do we just pretty much know immediately he's full of shit? Anybody? What do you guys think? Do we have any faith in McCarthy actually doing the right thing with impeaching Biden? Is there anybody falling for this shit right now? I tend to think he's totally and completely full of shit. I think it's going to be more the same. I think it's more the same. I, th I think he knew that Matt Gates was going to try to get him removed. And I think he made this last ditch effort. Yeah, I, I have no faith in that guy. That guy is a fucking clown. And it look, someone's going to have to blink. Because there's only... Here's the options, all right? McCarthy slow watches impeachment shit that doesn't go anywhere and saves his hide only to then deal with six more months of harassment from MAGA and then it goes nowhere. Or Matt Gates follows through and removes McCarthy. But if Matt Gates doesn't follow through, his credibility is shot as well. You kind of have a showdown. Because if Gates is actually serious about this, he has the ability to pull that emergency ripcord and get this guy removed. So someone's going to come out of this thing looking like an idiot. If, if Gates can actually leverage McCarthy into impeaching Biden, then they both survive. If he can't and he doesn't follow through on re re uh, removing McCarthy, they both f like permanently fail. Someone's going to have to actually do something. Does that make sense? This is what the reality is because Gates isn't going to be able to, to talk his way out of this one if McCarthy's bullshit impeachment probe goes nowhere and he's not removed because now no one will trust either one of these people. If Gates is actually going to do this, he's got to follow all the way through. There better be intent to actually follow all the way through or I don't think he's going to have uh, much of a future either. We'll see. Rubber is meeting the road. We're going to find out. I'm rooting for Matt Gates today. I'm hoping that he says, too little, too late, McCarthy, you're out. And I hope he continues down that path because I think that that is a viable action for Congress. 
If you get McCarthy removed, you might be able to tie up the purse strings long enough to save America. If you don't, McCarthy's going to continue to rubber stamp all this Democrat bullshit and funding, and you're going to be screwed. We'll see. We will see. I'm just saying, we're, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. I think I'm almost done. Oh, lastly, uh, intellectual frog legs. I'm on the latest episode. They just put it out late last night, and uh, you guys can check it out. I want to welcome my new friend, Dilly, the warlord himself. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you having me on with you today. I'm excited to, to hang out and see what we can come up with. How many people are part of your meme team? Uh, we're currently, including myself, uh, there's 29 of us uh, that are in the team. We've been building this team for years. Uh, we just, we've got a, a really, really special group of people right now. It is it is money. So yeah, it's, it's going nice. Frankly, for the normies out there, what's a meme? Well, they're like, oh, so, I'm not sure what a meme is. Is it a picture or what? What's a meme? Uh, our definition of a meme, oof, that's a tough one. I guess it would just, honestly, it's art. It's art. We take what's happening in pop culture and turn it into something, and we and it's messaging. It's it's something for us where we can take and express our position either for on a cultural front or a political front and an opinion. And, and what you're using is, at least for us, we use pop culture reference, pop culture video, uh, or pop culture music. Now, that's changed a little bit for us. We do our own music now, which is been a game change in the last couple of years because we were having so many problems with them removing content for copyright so it was like okay you think you're funny you think you're cute watch this we have two in-house producers who literally can can mix and, and do music that actually we've got more like three but then we've got singers we've got miguel california who's capable of obviously singing and he plays the guitar so you guys are, they're kind of like digital billboards where do people go to see your entire team the easiest way to find us honestly is if you go to my twitter account at warlord dilly if you go to my page you click on lists under list you'll see the dilly meme team and, it, and by clicking that list it allows you to follow the entire team and all of their work it's a really efficient way to take a look at their work and be updated every single time they post something new. There you go. So you guys can find that over on uh, Rumble. That interview is available. And uh, big shout out to him. Uh, this is Joe. For having me on he was a great guy and uh yeah i appreciate them they were nice people it was he was a good dude so there you go all right you guys i think i'm done god bless you god bless america and god bless president donald j trump i am author brendan dilly and i'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m eastern for another episode of the dilly show until then let's keep taking it all back have a wonderful wonderful tuesday but there is no way this is the united states of america we're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. 
We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.